I've got a great one for you today. Introducing Dino and Beth. Their infectious optimism, coupled with their knowledge of the health and fitness industry, shines both in this podcast and in their book, The Seven Pretty Simple Principles of Weight Loss. We hear about their views on diets, they share their knowledge of nutrition, and tons of tips, tricks, and life hacks, all designed for a happy, healthy, and meaningful life. I'm going to stop talking now so you can hear it from them. Dino and Beth, enjoy. Thank you for having me, guys. It's really nice to be in Wales. So you guys have got a new book out. Can you tell me a little bit about your new book? Yeah. So we run a business, Pretty Simple. Um, and basically our new book that's come out is called The Pretty Simple Principles Handbook. And um, it's The Pretty Simple Principles of Weight Loss, in a nutshell. Basically, we've summarised everything that anyone would need to know in terms of living a healthy lifestyle and like weight loss into a really simple, mindful kind of method. Because we found there's loads of conflicting information out there to do with dieting and loads of people are like, try this new regime, you're going to be slim in seven days. And it's just it's just a bit too much. So we kind of went on a bit of a quest and... Yeah, we've chipped away everything that just isn't needed or isn't as important as people make out it out to be, like meal timing, for example. Um, we've chipped it away to the bare necessities. So basically, if you learn the bare necessities or the princ- pretty simple principles, mm-hmm. uh, you don't need to worry about anything else. So without going into like too much detail just yet, can you just give us a quick a overview of those... Pretty simple principles. Yeah, sure. So the first one is is lifestyle over diet. So it's the idea that um, instead of having the mindset of going on another diet to lose weight, you're going to embark on a healthier route through life. It's not a six-week thing. It's a lifelong quest, effectively. And then so once you've got your head in the right space, and then you've got number two, I'll hand you over to Ben. <laughs> so number two is calories in, calories out, which is at the heart of any weight loss scheme. As long as you eat less calories than you burn, you're going to lose a bit of weight. So just understanding the fact that it's not a bad thing if you've eaten a bit more one day, you can either exercise and, and you'll still be essentially losing weight. So it's just understanding that that's like the most important thing, really. Yeah, don't get caught up on little small rules like I've heard you need to eat 112 grams of protein exactly and all of that. But no, no, it's about it's about calories. So you can stop stressing the, the small stuff. Um, and then number three is cut the crap. So that's, um, again, kind of stop listening to the rubbish information that's out there from the media, someone you follow. There's there's a lot of conflicting information. So cut down on that and focus on the basics. Um, and then the other side of cut the crap is the fact that Anyone has the capability to eat a little healthier. You don't need a fitness guru to tell you how. If you just had one less takeaway a week, you're going to be healthier. You may even start losing weight, you know? So cut the crap out of your diet. Cut out the, the you know... Yeah, most people understand if, you, if yeah. you have cake, that isn't actually good for you. It's not nutritious. Yeah, and you can have cake, but just don't have too much cake. And then, yeah, you've got number four, which is eat your protein, which is just part of any healthy, balanced diet. Just make sure you eat enough protein which is you can put a number on it if you want and say you've got to eat this amount of grams of protein or you can just have a bit of protein with every meal (laughs) that's probably the wisest way to do it don't worry about weighing it and whatever else just make sure you have some protein and then we've got number five which is control the carbs so you don't have to go no carb you don't have to go low carb to lose weight you know people do lose weight on keto but which is no carb 
but you don't need to. If you, if you like having toast, you can have toast and still lose weight and be healthy. So yeah, so it's not about reducing the amount of carbs you have in your diet. It's about understanding what they do and having a good amount. You know, if you exercise a lot, have more carbs. Number six is hydrate yourself, which we all need to do, really, don't we? It's one thing that everyone seems to forget about. It's quite easy to go about your day and not drink. I don't know if you find the same, but like you come home at the end of a long day and you've got a headache and you're just feeling sluggish. It's just possibly because you haven't had much water that day. And yeah, it's the main thing, isn't it, really? Just staying hydrated. Drink more water. Yeah. We're, we're impressed that you've got a water bottle by you. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, we're preaching to everyone, get your big, get your big bottles. And it? it's having a visual reminder, I think, just to have a little bit of water. Yeah, I try to keep it in the room yeah. with me all the time. It's easy just to reach out and have a sip. It's much more difficult to get up and go to the kitchen yeah. and fill yeah. it up yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. And then number seven is trust the process. So it's kind of if you're doing everything right, if you're focusing on living a healthy lifestyle and you know you know calories are important and you're doing everything else to the best of your ability, then you just gotta kind of relax, stop stressing about little things and just trust the process. It'll happen. You're gonna be living healthier, you're gonna start losing weight, everything will come to you. You just gotta relax and not only trust the process but enjoy the process if you can enjoy it then you know weight loss and being healthy will almost be like a side effect it'll be an, an added bonus we're all about positivity basically like turning any situation into a positive it can only be a good thing really can't it so even if you're having a bad day with whatever else just look at the bigger picture this isn't like a short-term diet this is the whole life quest and as long as you're not being like crazy unhealthy every day then you're probably on the right track Cool. Let's dig into this nutrition a little bit more then. Okay. So let's start with calories. Because you hear these phrases like not all calories are created equally, that sort of thing. Do you think that's just absolute rubbish? Is it as simple as calories in, calories out, you will lose weight if, if you're managing that effectively? Yeah. I mean, it, it applies to everyone. You know, if you eat in a calorie deficit, you'll lose weight. That's, that's, the, that's the key. It's physics, isn't it, really? Energy in, energy out, you know, it's... If you look at the maths, it, it, that makes sense. You will lose weight. It depends what your goal is. So if you're looking to lose weight, then if you eat in a calorie deficit, eat slightly less calories than your body needs to maintain, your body will be using fat as energy and you'll be losing weight. If you're looking from a healthy standpoint, then yes, mix up your diet. Um, we, don't we don't live want... off donuts. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not telling people what they can and can't eat. It's We don't know... Them. so how can we say you've got to eat this and you can't eat this it's up to anyone what they eat <laughs> it's just up to you do you want to choose your healthy calories okay cool that's probably a really good choice we agree with that if you want to eat your calories in donuts then it's probably not the healthiest choice and when you read through the little book and you get on to cut the crap you'd be like oh, okay maybe I shouldn't be eating all of my calories as donuts you know it's probably not the wisest choice and actually one of the big things we are all about especially with trust the process is to be able to learn so one day you wake up and you have five donuts and you realise you've hit your target by 11am. So what are you going to do next time? You're not going to have five donuts when you wake up. Okay, cool. Apply that to the rest of your life. Treat it as a win. You know, yes, in the short term, it's not going to help you lose weight. But in the long term, you've taken a lesson. I don't feel great when I have five donuts in the morning. So next time I just won't do it. Next lesson. It's all very sense? mindful as well. Like our approach is very like holistic and, and mindful. We've called it the mindful method to weight loss, haven't we? Because it's it's being in the moment, like, don't worry about the future. Like, if you have your donuts, just because we're talking about donuts right now, if you want a donut in that current moment and you're going to feel good by having a donut in that current moment, then have one. 
don't worry about the future, but what you can take for the future is a lesson learned of I didn't feel so great afterwards. I, I heard about um, a placebo effect recently. There was a study where they were, they were testing what people thought of the, the foods that they were eating. If they were told that it was an unhealthy shake, their, their body's actual physical response would be more negative, even though they were given the same shake as somebody else. Interesting. So if you're, if you're eating a donut, for example, and saying, ah, oh, I'm such yeah. an idiot, I always do this, then you're talking negatively to yourself mm-hmm. and you're, yeah. that is actually going to have a negative physical consequence. I wrote about that on a blog yesterday, actually. Really? <laughs> about how it, um, well, I was kind of doing a little one saying how to be more happy. And just by changing the way you, you perceive different things, like eating the donut or like rewording a sentence, if someone says like, oh, you know, can you go and deliver this parcel for me? And you go, oh, no problem. You've said no and you've said problem. So that's instantly two really <laughs> negative words in the one, whereas if you're like, oh, yeah, sure thing. Or like yeah. just going about life with a little bit more of a positive attitude. I use no problem or no worries yeah, all well, the time. It's, yeah, yeah, all of that. And I didn't make that connection until yesterday when I was kind of doing a little bit of scouting around. Yeah, just changing the way you word things and, yeah, eating the donut, being like, this This donut's amazing right now. And rather than saying, yes. oh, God. Instead of dwelling on, oh, I'm going to have to do so much more cardio and, oh, all this, that and the other, which is usually tied with being on a diet, you know, oh, I wasn't allowed that. So have, if you, you know, have a donut, then actually you could quite easily fit it into your day by playing around with something else. Or, um, or if you wanted to, go to the gym the next day and work it off or actually just forget about it. It's OK, life is long take the lesson from it maybe I shouldn't have a donut okay next time I'm going to try not to have a donut or half a donut or whatever and then that lesson learned is more beneficial than 200 calories is <laughs> detrimental yeah I wonder if everyone listening to this wants a donut now right I want to get your views on diets then because mm. I feel like you don't like the word diet very no. much because there's so many at the moment. There's like the keto diet. There's. Have you heard about the carnivore diet? People are doing at the moment. Is it paleo? No, it's, it's different it's, to paleo. Yeah, it's just eating red meat. <laughs> Raw. We could see. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, the people that seen a big benefit from it are people with like autoimmune de- uh, deficiencies. It, it's more. It's, it seems to be like a tribal thing. Yeah. If you get your diet, whether it's paleo or uh, veganism or something like that a lot of people seem to be adamant that that is the right way to do it almost like a <laughs> it's like a cult almost a little yeah. bit like everyone's got their own group and i guess if you're part of that yeah if you're part of that group then that's all you see what i'm trying to get at really i suppose is that it can work for some people if the if you are on a paleo diet it it does they do work sometimes for people i think possibly it's the regularity and the structure behind it like a rule set set, something to sort of manage you a little bit whereas if if you're the type of person that does well with freedom and and you can be sensible and be be wise with having the ability to have essentially anything whereas if you're not one of those people because not everyone is some people need a little bit of regularity and then a structure in what they eat like i've got a friend now who's uh, losing weight on keto i I was speaking to him whatsapp and i was saying you know how fundamentally it comes down to calories um if you're happy doing keto and eating no carbs then that's absolutely cool because you're eating a calorie deficit, so you're going to be losing weight. If you want to he, have a structure, yeah, he likes he likes having the rules that you can't eat carbs because it just it makes it easier to eat less calories, which kind of makes sense. Mm, it does make sense, yeah. So I've, I've you know a long time ago, and all all I ate was pretty much chicken, chicken, cheese, mayo, salad, 
but I could eat as much as I want. If I was ever hungry, I'd eat. I wouldn't track calories. <laughs> Just the same. Because chances are time. you're going to be well under calories. Yeah. But then anything. you say that because, you know, you mentioned earlier about the calorie splits. When I used to compete, I had to make weight for competition. So then I would be counting my calories to the gram. I remember the guy who wrote my program would write me four meals and I would have to have this amount of protein, fats, carbs in one meal, this amount of proteins, fats, carbs in another meal. But then you have wow. the freedom with what you choose as long as they go in these Max. specific yeah. things. And I would be weighing things to the gram and... I really enjoyed that at the time, but it's not sustainable long term to be like, well, like, I'm going to be like three grams over if I have that extra bite. You know, it's going to be, it kind of yeah. plays with you a little bit. What did you compete in? Powerlifting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How did that go? Tell us about it. Oh, it was good. Um, I was quite lucky, I guess. Maybe I'm quite naturally strong. And I just started going to the gym, and loads of the girls there were like, yeah, you need, you're really strong, you need to compete. And I was like, no it's really manly and scary and it's not really my kind of thing but I guess the stronger you get and you, the more you realize actually I'm pretty good at this so I'm gonna just go for it and I wanted a reason to lose weight so I entered in the lower weight category to make sure I made the cut got in ended up winning the Welsh championships for my first one which was quite good wow and congratulations then, thank you yeah it kind of lasted about a year ish and I got to the, invited to the Commonwealth in Canada which I didn't go to because I injured my my groin so then that was at that point I was like yeah powerlifting is not about like it was a hobby that kind of went a bit extreme for me I think because I was doing really well and I was getting really frustrated when I was injured and couldn't do anything and then it turned a bit serious didn't it and then I met you and you were like oh don't do powerlifting <laughs> I was like there's lots of other things you can do and if, if you're carrying injuries which most powerlifters do do you want to keep if you're competing injured or do you want to just kind of Kick yeah, back, yeah, enjoy, yeah. start enjoying things again. Do what you want to do rather than, you know, yeah. powerlifters. You guys used to spend two hours in the gym. Well, it's like you said, it's that group, isn't it? It's like I, I enjoyed yeah. having, at the time, I enjoyed having the structure of I have to eat this amount of calories per day. And then I enjoyed having the structure of I need to stick to this training program or else I won't get any stronger. And then that combined creates some sort of like, Wah! kind of slightly stressed, small, strong, powerful person, you know? And it's just like, whoa, okay. You feel like Enjoying. it made you too stressed in yourself? Well, it was just, everything was very rigid, like counting calories every day. There was two, like a specific training program every day. And then if you don't make weight, this gives you this like kind of, oh, I haven't made weight or I'm not strong enough. I didn't hit my 80% of my one rep. It's just all a bit much, isn't it? <laughs> like it, it's great for a period, but for me, it just wasn't quite me. So the injury was probably a good thing because it stopped me from probably more injuries because <laughs> if you're constantly chasing a, a one rep max lift you're probably going to hit yourself I think, a little bit along the way I think at the time in the gym we were at um still are at um there's a lot there's a lot of power lifters there so it was a it was a big community and that's why it got mm. it was so kind of uh regimented I guess and you'd all turn up like say two hours you'll get it's kicked. intense it's everything growling up every squat and the rest yeah it's intense but it it's good I was just, I think I, I did my time. I did really well for a year. I had, a, I've got, I came in, I won a few competitions and then I kind of was like, right, cool, that's me done. And it was kind of like, I'm happy to have, to have done it. And I'm glad I don't, haven't gone any like further into it because it's a bit, a bit much for me. Yeah. It sounds like a great experience. <laughs> it's, it's a really good experience. Yeah. yeah. If we just skip back to the diets yeah, a minute, bit, yes. what do you think the reason is that a lot of people fall off their diets? The negativity and the restriction. Yeah, it's the focus on, on keeping within restrictions, I think. Like, okay, I'm only allowed this, I'm only allowed this. I mean, it's only a matter of time before you start thinking, ooh, uh, and then 
as soon as you do, oh, I'm gonna have a chocolate bar. There's no kind of support system. There's no, you've had a chocolate bar, relax. Everything is fine. You know, nothing bad's gonna happen. It's just, I'm off plan. Ah, we're gonna have a pizza and we're gonna, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you're either on plan or you're off plan and off plan is bad, if that makes sense. So whether mm, it's keto, if you've, had, if you've had a sandwich, you're off keto, you know, ketosis, you know, it's, ah, you know, never mind. it's the weekend now anyway, kind of thing. Whereas if you weren't on a diet in the first place, you'd never have those negative feelings. You know, there's always like an, an end date where we're saying, don't worry, there is no end date. Your life is, is your life to, to fill up as much as you can with whatever you want to do rather than some restricting yeah, thing that then eventually has an end date and you'll be like, oh, well, I'm done now. I can just kind of undo all of that work and eat. Probably have a rebound because you've been restricted from all of this stuff yeah. until now. And, you, you know... Yeah, you see yourself. that, don't you, that people put all that weight back on yeah. in a few weeks. Yeah, it's really common. have been common. working for months to, to share. It's, it's the cycle. You build, I think you build it up through the diet, yeah. and as it gets harder and harder, you build it up, build it up, build it up, and then whenever the day comes, you, you had no... Yeah, you're done. Cool, I can have everything I've ever wanted. And then <laughs> two days later, be like, oh, I feel terrible again. And it's like this cycle, yeah, never-ending mm -hmm. cycle. When you're talking about weight cutting, then, it's more difficult, I've heard. The more, the more times that you weight cut, say, for a competition... The, it's more difficult to do it the following time and then the following time and the following time. you know time. what's coming, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah? Is that the reason? I think, think so. You know, you've got a grueling 12 weeks ahead of you, I guess. Would you agree? And then do you reckon it? also possibly that you know you can lose a lot of weight in the last two days so you're slightly more yeah. lenient with your diet because you're like, you know, I'll, I'll knock this off for the day before. I don't know. I think it's a mindset thing. I think you know if you need to, you can drink loads of water and not eat carbs, you know, like two days before and you'll definitely be fine, you know? So it's a little bit more of a, a cruise, but it's not healthy then. No, it's not, is it's it? It's really not healthy. And that, that's what it becomes a game of chasing, I think, how far can I push it and then how extreme can I go? Yeah. But, yeah. I think we're a bit just too, too relaxed now for that kind of lifestyle, you know, just... We've lifted heavy, we've done our, we've done our mm. exercise and stuff, we've done our, had our days now, we just do what we enjoy. I think I think that's why it's come out in the business now, our want for everyone to live this, like, don't panic lifestyle. I think because we've done it and we know it's no fun don't to diet. Don't panic lifestyle, <laughs> like don't that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never said that before. Have I? Don't panic lifestyle. Well, because we've done the diets and then there's loads of diets within the diet industry. We've done all of those. They don't really work long term. We've kind of almost used what we find things didn't work for us to create a system that's easy for people to understand so that they can apply it without having to go through the motions that we went through to like discover that it's fine, just eat nice, good food. Yeah. You know, it's... Focus on the don't pretty simple about, principles, yeah. the, the, the basic things. And just because you've read online, you've got to eat... Oh, there's, there's, there's hundreds out there. You've got to eat protein <laughs> half an hour after the gym or, or you know, you've got to have this, you've got to do that. It's just like you don't need to worry about that. Maybe an athlete or someone who's really, really getting serious into it maybe has to worry about it, but actually that's only if everything else in your lifestyle is doing amazingly. Do you have to worry about meal timings? It depends what the goal is, really. Everyone's got their own individual goals, so if if your goal is just, just be a little bit healthier and eat a balanced diet, then don't worry about going on some crazy yeah. scheme. Just do the simple <laughs> stuff, relax, don't stress mm. out about all the information that you can just access online or what people are saying, you know, drop sets are the way to build a big back. Like, it's not, you know, <laughs> drop sets aren't the answer to everything. Relax, you don't need to take that one piece of information. Just eat well, enjoy yeah. life a bit. There is a lot of information out there and I think a lot of it comes from people wanting to sell you their particular 
I don't know, their particular training style or yeah. their particular diet. So how, I suppose your book's the answer to that. How, how do people cut out all of that, uh, all that noise and actually just focus in on what's important? I think that's where mindfulness comes in because how committed are you to like blocking out the stuff that you don't want to hear? If, you, if it's really going to bother you and you're going to start getting really confused about what you're hearing, then how do you start blocking that out? You've got to find out what your goal actually is and focus on that. And then if that goal is to be that gym man who wants to do that programme with that diet, then you look for that. What does mindfulness mean to you then? Like how, do you, how do you practice it and incorporate it into your lifestyles? I think everyone's different with that, really. Is it yeah. about like having, a, having a goal? Is that, that's it's just what you're about saying living before? in the present don't worry about what's going to happen or what has happened and I think that's where I think that's where it kind of is so unique if somebody wants to go out and go for a walk in the park that's that's their choice or, so we uh for dinner we'll have we'll have chips we'll actually fry some chips and some parsnip chips and um because I love potato chips and Beth will have parsnip chips and we'll split them and it's always a chore to do because you've got to split them and before you go to eat <laughs> Uh, but recently, is that yeah. a preference thing or why do you do that because I don't want potatoes she doesn't want potatoes she wants parsnips I, I love parsnips like, crisp chips and, and I have potato <laughs> chips but so recently I've started <laughs> mindfully splitting the chips so it's gone from something um, I hate doing and I'm burning my fingers and all of that to actually now I'll take my time with it and I'm rushing it now I take my time with them <laughs> such a random example it's the, the mindfulness could be anything it's living yeah, in the yeah. present it, you don't have to be meditating 10 minutes a day some people do a lot of people do um, you, you know, you could you could take it to an extent of a monk and, and yeah. meditate all your life, or you could literally split the chips mindfully, or brush your teeth mindfully, or if you've got a dog and you take them out on the walks, just kind of be in the present, relax, enjoy, don't dwell on the past, mm. don't plan for the future, just take a moment for yourself. Is that just paying attention to what you what you're doing, sort of yeah. feeling yeah. if you go out feeling. for a walk, feel your footsteps yeah it depends how far you want to take it really it, like some people can I guess yeah really feel every footstep and stuff like that whereas or notice the trees notice the trees by. yeah like this year I've noticed that the trees not now because all, all the leaves have gone but they were all really orange you, and I've you, never noticed them being as orange as they have been this year and that's quite cool when you notice it you'd be surprised how much you will start noticing when you play the game of being in the present and kind of hearing the surrounding <laughs> sounds and just noticing things even visually here's a good one hopefully that siren is it going to be... Uh, Takes opportunity to have some tea. That's fine. There we go. <laughs> um, so we have a funny one that has helped us a lot, but we have the Secret Press Up Club. So now everyone listening to this podcast can now be official <laughs> members of the Secret Press Up Club. Not so secret anymore. Not so secret. What? I was waiting for the day to plug that. <laughs> so basically, anytime you're negative, say anything negative about anything, drop down and do 10 press ups. Yeah. And if you're outside in public, can you say something negative? do five press-ups if you're outside you do five you still have to do them you should you should play this game from it's, now it's a good game so if you, if you ever you know say something negative or about the weather about anything then just do 10 press-ups do 10 press-ups it really makes you aware of what you yeah how we many were, negative thoughts yeah you know? we were so negative we had no idea how negative we were but, <laughs> we but when you do doing... 10 press-ups for everything you start well not only exercising and moving more but you start realizing oh wait i'm, I'm being so you'll 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 think before you say it then it, it really makes you Cause you're like, oh my gosh, I've already done 60 press-ups today, you know. Yeah. That's only six times you've been negative, but like, you know, they can they can rack up and then it makes you really aware of anything negative and you, you kind right. of stop yourself mid-sentence and you'll rejig it. And that kind of links back to what we were saying about um, positive wording and stuff. 
That's a crazy game that you play. It's, it's, <laughs> it's wicked, isn't it? It's fun. I'm going to have to give that a go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah At the moment, I can't. I've had a shoulder operation recently, oh, so no. my physio probably wouldn't be too happy uh, with me doing that. You could do the secret sit-up, see, bleh, secret sit-up club then instead. Damn, there we go. go. No excuses. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, though. It, yeah, it's just mindfulness can be whatever you want. I don't like it when... People are like, oh, you're going to meditate. You know, you, you like your mindfulness. Do you going to sit down? You know, where do you meditate? It can be whatever you want as long as you're in the moment. <laughs> and that's why we, in our book, actually, we've got colouring in pages in there. And again, it just gives you an excuse to spend 10 minutes. Just taking time for yourself. Yeah, you thinking about yeah. whatever or nothing. Or nothing. <laughs> it's really hard to think about nothing. Can you do, are you any good at that? <laughs> it's really yeah, I found, I found it quite difficult. I've... I've dabbled with meditation over mm. the last sort of year or so yeah it's difficult if you if you do it often you can kind of learn to to shut your mind off yeah. a little bit i find i need to focus on something like you were saying about sounds or whatever sound for me seems to be the biggest one like i'll listen to a specific white noise that i can hear you know whether it's the fan or whether it's the mm. trees or whether it's the trains or something i need to something to focus on but i'm just focusing on that thing and that's I'm solely focusing on that one thing rather than everything else. So that in itself is doing its thing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I'm just thinking back now. I used to a few years ago when I lived in Greece. I used to do free diving. If you don't know what it is, it's where you. Well, the way I did it, it was I could I wanted to see how deep I could go without a tank or anything like that. So I just had a snorkel and then a mask and some fins, and I just kicked down. Um, so to practice for this, I used to lie on my bed and I used to do these sets of breath holds. So I'd do some breathing exercises for a couple of minutes and then I'd hold my breath and then some more breathing exercises and then hold my breath for a bit longer. Um, and very quickly could get up to about five minutes holding my breath. When I decided to start some meditation, I did this because thinking back at it, it really calmed me down. My heart rate just halved. And uh, yeah, I was just there lying on my bed, like holding my breath, having never, do- having, having not done it for three or four years, mm. just holding my breath for about three minutes. Nice. That's mad. Which, yeah, it really surprised me that I could get myself back into that state really quickly. You'll be able to answer this then. We've been talking about this, haven't we, on holiday. When you go underwater, yeah. how do you get past the painful bit of your ears? Oh, you, uh, you pinch your nose yeah. and try and blow through it. Oh, so you literally just like put in and the... It, and yeah, and it just... If you, if you do it now, yeah. your ears yeah. will pop a little pop, bit. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's you, literally it. Yeah, you do that every sort of few meters you go down. So you get oh, the habit of just. We knew it was going to be something simple, didn't we? Yeah. Because <laughs> we. Yeah. Yeah. It, the pressure difference is really quite a lot at the top. Yeah. So you you have to do that every couple of meters, or if you're not used to it, maybe every meter for the first five or six meters. But then, as you get deeper, the pressure change isn't doesn't change that much so you might only have to do it between 20 and 30 meters you might only have to do it once that's really cool what about the way back up uh on the way back up yeah no your ears are actually designed in such a way that the air will escape you don't need to do anything the the air will expand because the the pressure is decreasing yeah Yeah. but um but it can escape so you don't have to worry about that well that's something really cool isn't it we thought that we were just not designed to go any deeper than one meter underwater. <laughs> <laughs> down, it's freezing. Yeah. The, cool. the other thing is, if you're if you're scuba diving, because you have got a tank, so you've mm. got extra air. So if you take a big breath, 
when you're deep underwater, if you then go up quite fast, your lungs will want to expand unless you're breathing out. Yeah. So you, you've got to be really careful with that, mm. that you are breathing like, out. constantly breathing out, like consciously, because otherwise your lungs can expand and yeah. Uh, yeah, you come into all sorts of problems. That's why all divers in movies breathing out air on the way oh, out yeah 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 if you've noticed that that's yeah, yeah i was always wondered i'd quite happily hold on to my air you know <laughs> the, being brave but no that's why that's wicked that's cool <laughs> so we were speaking about exercise before and you were saying that now you've done your your heavy lifting and now now you just like to enjoy it so do you focus your exercising on on Activities that you enjoy, yeah. playing a sport or something, rather than just making yourself curl. Or you, I mean, you might really enjoy curling. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, I still go to the gym every now and then, only <clears throat> doing, again, whatever exercises we enjoy. Um, but actually, a lot of our exercises, well, we've got to have a beagle, live with a beagle. So <laughs> we walk him two, sometimes three times a day. Um, we've literally completely switched from being yeah. com- almost addicted you could say to the gym to we go but not very often it's all about walking now exploring and just being outside and we've discovered discovered uh yoga with adrian which is uh she's brilliant isn't she yeah (laughs) um and that's really cool because that's you know you could do a bit of yoga each day yeah i think we've just taken a step out of the gym and realized that there's a whole world outside there that you can sort of see and do things in we'd love to be a little bit more mobile i guess so we can go and explore new places we'd love to get a van and then we can you know set up base camp in different places and then go and explore different walks and yeah have 20 dogs and <laughs> just walk around <laughs> no walking is definitely the our yeah. exercise of choice i think isn't it i think jim will have a place um or we just get two hooks out the back for a squat squat rack right? yeah it'd be nice to have a squat rack wouldn't it yeah <laughs> but um no apart from that it's all either at home going for a walk um, just keeping active is that what you advise for people then to do things that just that they enjoy and not make themselves do things yeah i think whatever you enjoy whether whether that's the gym or not you know if the gym is what you enjoy go to the gym I'm not saying don't go to the gym everyone has to be outside walking it's if yeah whatever they enjoy exercising whatever it may be anywhere. i mean if you, if you have a dog then Taking them for two long walks a day is the easiest way to exercise in the world. Step counters are amazing, aren't they? Do you have a, a Fitbit or? A I don't. No. They're just amazing. It just keeps your awareness up a little bit for how much you're moving. Because as long as you're moving around and you're keeping relatively active, you don't have to be doing any exercise, like official. It's all about calories. So, uh, you know, eating food puts calories in, and then and then obviously exercising burns calories. Mm. So, if you're looking to lose weight. Um, doing some exercise is going to help that process it's just going to make it quicker and easier um, and actually if you want to live a healthy lifestyle then yes build, start building habits of going for walks walking to work if um, that's what you enjoy yeah on the flip side if you if you enjoy going to the gym and and, and, and that's perfect i mm-hmm. mean go as, as little or often as you can don't worry too much about the newest bicep workout or you know the person selling the ultimate ab blast um <laughs> A lot of the exercise, as long as you're performing it well, it works. So go in, enjoy it, push yourself, you know, push yourself as hard as you like. The harder you push yourself, obviously, the more you'll get out of it. But do what you enjoy and don't stress about the small stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I think when I was going to the gym, I've never been able to maintain it unless I'm training for a purpose. Like if I wanted to 
um, become better at rugby if I wanted to get, have a better cardiovascular fitness. So if I wanted to become a better skier, mm. I'd be doing a lot of leg work to, to yeah. get ready for going on a skiing holiday. Yeah. So, so you'd like to have that goal. The problem there is as soon as that goal goes away, like now I don't play rugby anymore, then I've got no purpose being in the gym. I have to sort of artificially create myself a goal like I want yeah. to get to this level. Yeah. That's what we were talking about earlier. But this is the purpose, wasn't it? You find something that gives you a bit of oomph to do, you know, if that, if you need to have a goal of I need to be able to play rugby well, for example, that's your purpose, or whether it, your purpose is just to look after yourself. Depends, yeah, it depends. If, if you woke up one day and you decided you want, you know, really big biceps, then the gym is where you, is, you know, start going to the gym, start doing bicep curls and all of that. But actually, if you just want to kind of be in shape, a bit fitter and healthier, then find what, find what you enjoy. It sounds pretty important then to, to get a goal really clear in your mind mm. to we, be able in, to achieve it. I know we keep going back to the book, but in the beginning of the book, we, we're talking about sort of define your goals and there's like a little section that you can sort of put down things you love about yourself and then things you'd like to achieve. Because once you make that connection of things that make you happy or that you love about yourself and then you have your goal, you're pretty much set up on direction to wherever you want to be and you've got a good mindset with yourself and you know that you can do it you can make your way there to whatever there may be use it as motivation but don't <clears throat> don't weigh all your happiness on it yeah. so don't hold your breath and um kind of say oh when i'm this much lighter or when i hit this goal because the goalposts will keep moving so actually if you figure out how to enjoy the process of getting towards the goal you're already winning yeah. you know every day you're winning and the goal just keep moving getting bigger and bigger and bigger but you're enjoying the process which is actually where you are mm. all your life the whole goal of all of this is about happiness really yes. then isn't it yes. yeah and i suppose that yeah. that's very personal very different for every yeah. for every individual yeah. yeah being in shape being healthy it just goes it hand connects. in hand yeah it all comes down to happiness isn't it and like you said it's just that mindset change of I'm going on a diet because I don't like this and I don't like that. Well, no, 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 actually. Mm. I'm going to start eating a little bit healthier because I want to be a little bit happy and just want to kind of, you know. Yeah, when, when you're happy and you're in a good place, everything seems to be like candy floss and rainbows, isn't it? Like everything seems to come easy. Like eating healthily seems to come easy. Exercising regularly seems to come easy just because you're in a good place. But as soon as you're not in a good place with um, whatever, everything kind of falls apart. So as soon as you find that in a zen, almost like in a bubble of niceness, you're going to you're gonna be more motivated to do everything else. How can you combat that then? Because everyone has those days where they get stressed out at work or they get, they've, they've had a bad week or they, they have some bad news or, you know, lots of things happen in life. How do you continue with your, with your diet and not just go, oh, I'm going to spend today sat on the sofa eating pizzas all day? Because if you want to spend that day sat on the sofa eating pizzas, that's what you want to do right now. If you, if you know that you're going to get back on track... And you can trust yourself because you've been doing this, you know, so you've been going through this roller coaster of life. Everyone has days where you want to binge out and have a big Chinese and double cream with loads of cake. And that's fine. If you've accepted that that's what you want to do right now, and that's how it, it is. Just do it. Go with it. And I think it's unhealthy to be healthy all the time. It's got to be unhealthy. <laughs> like mentally, if you're like fully on this, I can only eat healthy food all the time at some point you're going to want oh i can be healthy today yeah it's almost too regimented <laughs> yeah it's i think it's and he- i think it's healthy to be unhealthy for a small amount of time you need to have a little bit of time for yourself and if that's what you wanted to do that's what you wanted to do and yeah chill yeah. out afterwards like afterwards you could deal with that when the time comes and you'll probably want to be You've... a bit more motivated the day after yeah some days you just have that like at l- end of a long week and you know get the pizza if that's what you really really want 
get the pizza, enjoy it. Again, don't eat it and then next day be like, oh, I'm off my diet because you're not on a diet. Have the pizza. The next day wake up, well, yesterday I had a really long week. So I had a pizza and it was really good. So actually, in the bigger picture of life, I'm, not even, I'm just going to forget about it and, mm. and keep going now. I'm not going to beat myself up in the gym for two hours. I could do. And it would, it would you know, maybe help a little bit. But no, life is long. In a week from now, that pizza that you had won't really matter too much, mm. you know. As long as you don't make it a habit and it's every That's day it, and you yeah. fall into that routine. So maybe next time you either order less or don't order a pizza, you know. Um, have you heard of gratitude logs? No. They're quite big Explain in the mindful community. So like at the, end of, at the end of each day, if you write down, say, three to five things you feel grateful for, even if you did have a great big day of pizza and cake and everything else, you're actually grateful for the fact that you've got whatever, I don't know, this far in life, you've got, you did this, 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 and then you write down things that you were grateful for rather than the things that you were like, oh my gosh, didn't want to have that pizza, you know, the, shift your mindset away from the whatever else you've done that you're not happy with and focus on the things that you are grateful for. And then tomorrow you'll probably start the day feeling quite yeah. fresh and good about everything. It's all, like you said, mindset, happiness. And and if you are committed to being healthy or losing weight, then you will continue to make those small changes to your lifestyle where you can head towards it. So even if for the first month you're still eating over calories and you're still doing this, still doing that, focus on the positive and actually oh, I've done this, this and this, cool, keep going. Mm. You know, If you keep on that quest and you keep learning, you're going to get there. If you keep having a pizza every weekend, you're not losing any weight, then you may not get there, you know, but you mm. clearly haven't decided what you'd like to do in life. If you want to be healthier, then that's probably one of the easy ways to cut the crap. <laughs> so there's another aspect of happiness I'd like to get your thoughts on. And it's involved with how people perceive themselves. Uh, a lot of people's time is spent on social media, seeing the highlight reel of other people's lives. Then they feel a little inadequate because their lives aren't living up to the same standards as what they're seeing all of their friends' holiday shots. So should people just leave social media? <laughs> like, what, what are your thoughts on it in general? That, do you know, this is the exact way how we've started our education book because we're in the middle of, sort of our education quest at the moment. And especially with young people, that's a huge one, isn't it? Body positivity and like how to deal with it. So our big thing is to find, not to block out social media, like that's just, it's kind of natural, isn't it, to be on social media, but to think about all of the positive things about yourself before you compare yourself to someone else and like, is your vision the same as that person's? Don't compare yourself directly to whoever, you know, you see essentially and find things you like about yourself. It does help to not be on social media, but it's, everyone's on there, so you can't like I think there's there's there. probably a difference between using it way 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 too much which a lot of people may fall into the category of and then just using it for its purpose you know posting an occasional photo keeping in touch with some friends um especially now when you know facebook do very well to just keep throwing videos at you and, and anything you like it'll throw at you and um, I yeah think they're very good at it aren't they're they they're really good yeah. yeah so it's it's no don't spend too long on it because you will and it's it's only showing you may hear this everywhere it's only showing people's best selves and so it's almost an illusion so if you're just kind of constantly scrolling down and you're seeing these illusions, you know, someone in amazing lighting uh, just got like a, a bicep pump and got a good camera angle and all of that, you know, don't compare yourself to that. Understand that that's, that's you know. People listening to this run just have seen that you just flexed. <laughs> Great <laughs> angle with a flex. <laughs> yeah, so, so take it easy. If people are very choosy what they post on social media like they don't sure you don't see that it's taken two hours to get that perfect 
food shot or like you know it's been edited for 24 hours after you know you've posted it yeah. try, try taking a good photo of your food and you'll realize how much effort yeah. will go into some of the really nice photos you see on the social media of food yeah. for example it's, i think it's just being aware that everything's been glossed up it's not like that all the time everyone is a human like everyone is different nobody no two people are going to be the same because you just aren't so find things you love about yourself and your life and about what makes you happy yeah because what makes someone else happy doesn't necessarily make you happy, like deep down. It's just finding your Self. triggers, I guess, to make you mm. trigger off happy thoughts and happiness and things to live by yourself. So a good little thing to do is to write down, it's really hard actually, three things you love about yourself. Get a little bit of paper or a notebook and write down three things you love about yourself. It's actually really, really hard <laughs> to do, isn't it? Really hard task to do. And then... What you could possibly do is finding three things that make you happy and just write those things down and then just keep those at the forefront of your mind if you're seeing someone who's making you feel like if you're feeling a little bit inferior to someone don't worry about it because you know what makes you happy and what you like about yourself and that doesn't matter that someone else has got something else because yeah that's what they want to do to make them happy but you got to do what you want to do to make yourself happy yeah i feel like people are always chasing what they think will make them happy even though it might mm-hmm. not have you seen that animation that's going around social media at the moment social media yeah. um it's uh it focuses in on rats and i think it's based in london okay. and it starts with him so have you, you've seen it yeah it's yes yeah, the animation we, i think we put it in our newsletter oh. yeah so there yeah this rat is chasing these other rats and then he gets onto a onto crams a onto a tube yeah. and there's advertising everywhere advertising happiness and then yeah. he, he ends up having a miserable life chasing cars you know getting in a car oh, and yeah. then getting in a traffic jam and then he's on, he gets on the booze and then on the drugs and yeah. I think it ends with him mouse trapped to a desk, doing yeah. like typing. It's deep, isn't it? It's really, I remember watching it being like, it's cool, but it's really deep, like possibly the deepest ever I've seen. Yeah, but I think it resonates with ev- everyone yeah. really because everyone can see that Evidence. aspect of themselves, yeah. that aspect of their mm. personality. Like you, you see advertising Nike or something, and you go, oh, well, they're obviously fit. Maybe I'll get those shoes. Yeah. That, those shoes are not going to make you fit no. or happy. Yeah. They're, they're selling the idea of happiness. It's not really... You, you have, a, like, a genetical baseline of happiness. Um, and so if you, if you buy something or get a promotion or something, it'll go up temporarily, but yeah. then it will settle back down to what your baseline would be, basically. So, I mean, I suppose that means, yes, those things will bring you happiness in some degree, but it, you'll you'll waste your life chasing, chasing whatever it may be for that happiness. Whereas actually, it's learning to realise that be happy now, be happy in the process of chasing it. Because once you once you buy a new car and you keep getting money, you're going to buy a new house, and then I don't know what else. There's always something else you'll keep wanting to buy. I think um, if you yeah. differentiate buying things with happiness, you're probably in a good place. Because if you want to be happy when you buy something it's just only going to spike up pop back down Mm. and then you'll buy something else spike up pop back down and then all of a sudden you're feeling really depressed because you've got no money left and you want to buy something else to make you happy but you can't afford it and then it just kind of spirals as soon as you like separate happiness and money as two separate things then you're probably going to be fine don't let money and and something you're craving rule you it's like you'll be setting yourself up to be unhappy for all of the times you don't have that new shiny thing if that makes sense. Because yeah. you'll buy it and you'll be like, oh, I've got this. And then, oh, it's getting scratches on it. Oh, and now it's old. I need something else. You know, and then you're waiting for the next kind of hit. But actually, no, just take 
tiny steps each day of just trying to be in the present, enjoy your life right now. Mm. Um, and then when good things come, good things come. You probably won't buy as many things because you won't need as many things. You'll realize that I don't actually need, I don't know, for example, that new car. I think like you were saying about the advert, they're all doing the same thing. All the rats, they're all kind of all yeah. jumping on the routine that everyone else is doing. And I think that's what's happened with happiness as well. It's kind of you jumping on that, that routine because that's what everyone else is doing. Everyone's buying the car, everyone's getting the house, everyone's yeah. having the children, everyone's getting the wedding. You know, like you kind of go through that natural cycle. But if that's not actually making you happy, then don't do it. Do something else that you do want to do. Mm. That's kind of what our big quest at the moment, isn't it? Well, it's, it's I guess, finding what makes us happy and yeah. reverse engineering it. Going, working yeah. back from that and kind of being like, OK, let's create a life that's like mm. that. For example, in a van driving around Wales. <laughs> I think that's a really good way of looking at it. Seeing what makes you happy, trying to reverse engineer that and yeah. put it into place so that you can work towards it. Yeah, you can keep that as more of a constant in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everyone needs to find that that thing, don't they? Yeah, I suppose when you find that material things become less important. I don't know if we're not minimalist, but you can see our house is, is very functional. It's you know, it's got everything we need but nothing <laughs> really else because it's all we need in our day to day life kind of thing. To reach our happiness goal, I guess you could call it. Yeah, great way of thinking. I like <laughs> it. Another thing that I feel like as humans that we, we really need in our lives is to, to learn things, to constantly acquire new knowledge. I feel yes. like if you're not doing it, then you kind of feel like there's something a little bit missing, but you can't put your finger on what it is. I've been in those situations before when I've just I've spent maybe three or four months in a, in a place just going through my routine. You don't feel like anything's changing, but the simple act of learning even something small like learning to juggle which you can do in like a day or a couple of days um or recently i, I started my flatmate's got a piano so i started um messing around with that i've never done it before but nice. learned how to play chopsticks and nice. the the feeling that you get from accomplishing something that's you know i just sat down for a couple of hours and i yeah, you can yeah, actually yeah. make something that sounds relatively nice. I think that's something really important that we need. We need to like Massively, constantly yeah. I think learn things. You did that with the piano, didn't you? Well, exactly the same. You know, you teach piano, so we had a, we have a piano in the living room. So I was like, well, yeah, I'd love to just sit down and just start hitting keys, reading some of the music, just open any of the books that we've got and just start, you know, with enough, repet enough repetition <laughs> and motivation, you can surely, you know, can't play the piano, but I can play a few pieces like I can play the piano. He has, like, he has yeah. like three tunes that he, he can play really, really well. And I enjoy it. I'll sit down, I'll spend five, <laughs> ten minutes playing slow, fast, you know, whatever, just going to, and it feels nice because you've learned it. Um, yeah, anyone who didn't know you and you were like, yeah, I can play piano, they would, they would believe that he could play the piano. That's the fancy. If piano. there's a piano, I'll, I'll play one song and then just <laughs> absolutely hammer it and just don't touch the piano after that. Um, no, but, you are getting, I think, yeah, everyone brilliant. does need that, like, goal almost to chase. The more you, you keep sort of pushing towards a goal, whatever that may be, you know, whether it's, like, in better tennis or, you know, like, juggling or whatever, it gives you that purpose that you were talking about earlier. Mm. You know, everyone wants that purpose, and when you have, like, I'm going to learn something, like, whatever it may be, it gives you that purpose and that drive. So when you go through school, you're, you know, learning math, science, you're learning all of that kind of stuff, and then if you go to university, you're learning about your subject. Um, but then after university, there's kind of... I don't know, maybe the impression that you just you stop learning and start working. But actually, that's only just the beginning. 
you know, life is, you've probably experienced it yourself, is just constantly learning different things. Whether you've, you're in education or you've done with education or never went to education, you can still just, especially now with the internet, you can learn anything mm. and you should learn everything you can each day for the rest of your life. Because <laughs> it's awesome. It, it depends how deep you want to go, really, doesn't it? The, the rabbit hole goes deep on anything and everything. Well, yeah, whatever your passion is. <laughs> yeah. If you could think of one thing that you really would love to know more about, you could spend some time on the internet and become, who knows, but you could get really good at it and know how to, for example, uh, Beth does our video editing and that was just from the start of this year, picking up uh, QuickTime yeah. iMovie, picking up iMovie and like putting some things together to now where it was just, we just through YouTube videos, Google. Yeah, you, you can learn anything on YouTube, anything you want <laughs> on YouTube. The only thing I haven't found so far on YouTube when we've searched it, when we searched it for some crazy stuff it's like our search engine now isn't it the only thing i haven't found is how to fix a core anglais how to fix a uh, i play the oboe and a core anglais is like a bigger a bigger oboe and i had something wrong with one of the keys and that's the only thing on youtube that i've had no success with finding out how to fix my e-flat key on my core anglais that's a niche but, and that's that is niche. quite niche but if anyone listening to this yeah, knows, knows how, how to, to fix, fix it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Jump on it. yeah jump on there there's, there's a big gap do you use uh, Google or do you use YouTube much when you want to find the answer to something? Yeah, YouTube quite often. What yeah. did I do recently? I didn't know how... I don't know if I'm going to... I shouldn't admit this. I didn't know how to bleed a radiator. So I learned how to do that on YouTube. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. That's classic YouTube. YouTube yeah. is yeah. a search engine. I think it's the best search engine ever because it's a lot easier to watch someone do something than to read a lot of forums and stuff like don't get me wrong, forums for certain things that you need to go like deep, like, I don't know, coding recently for us has been like whether yeah. you've been hooked on. Um, whereas something that's physical, YouTube is amazing, isn't it? I mean, it? if the video's not good, it won't rank highly and there'll be a better one. So you'll always find a nice, quick, concise video that tells you exactly how to bleed radiators. Um, for us, it's been Photoshop, InDesign, just YouTube. Give it a bash. As soon as you get stuck, write exactly what's in your mind on YouTube <laughs> and there'll be a video there. And then learn it. Keep going. There's a search engine that I came across the other week and talking about it now because I basically want to plug it a little bit oh, no. because I've started using it instead of instead of Google. I think it's called Ecosa. Yes, yeah. we've heard of this, haven't we? You know it? Yeah, yeah they, the money that they earn, they plant trees with it. I just thought that was really good. It's wicked, isn't it? We, we saw it. Weeks ago, we saw we? it as well. We shared yeah, it with our, with our, in our newsletter. Um, yeah. Really cool idea, and they, they post their reports to show you that you know how many trees have been planted, um, yeah. and all the uh, all the money they'll make from ads pretty much will go into um, into saving the planet, which is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. We did put that in our newsletter, didn't we? It was yeah. a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. How do you spell it? Do you, do you remember? E C O S I A. It's not as catchy as Google, is it? You can see. I, I've never said it out loud. You know, I just remember seeing it and. And you're like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting that you said that because I remember yeah. hearing uh, in order to make like a impacting business name, you need a lot of consonants. Yeah, we've heard Google, that. Google, um... Twitter, Facebook. So I remember hearing that and like Google is like really like yeah. that, whereas Ecosia is full of vowels. Yeah, there you go. Fun fact. It's, if anyone's looking to start a business. Volkswagen, yeah. Ford. Yeah. Yeah. It works. <laughs> it checks out. Work. Powerful sound. Powerful sounds, yeah. I want to ask you two about routines a little bit firstly like do you have set routines that you try and stick to like morning routines or evening routines to get better sleep or just in general to improve the quality of your lives yeah so I, not that we've had a day where we sat down and made routines it's just the way 
again, our house is very functional. We're very functional with what we need to do and, and mm. you know, all of that. So, yeah, because we walk, we walk Marley in the mornings before having, work. Having a dog is, is the ultimate routine builder. I think it, it makes it, it's like a free ticket to a routine, really, because <laughs> you wake up and he's expecting to go for a walk, like, straight away. So we go for an hour's walk in the morning. And whatever time we've got work, like, you used to start work at six in the mornings, didn't you, every morning? So we would always have to wake up at, well, at five. I would take Marley for a walk and then you'd go to work and it'd be like that. But having the dog gets you a fix of exercise in the morning and it gets you yeah. gets you going. And then routine is kind of tough for us because we're both dipping in and out of... Well, so we're both self-employed, so we'll work... Well, it used to be pretty much six days a week, but now we've, we've, it's four days a week, so... With clients, we have four With days clients, and generally speaking, I'm usually in the mornings, Beth's usually in the afternoons, but then sometimes in the evenings. Mm. So routine is it's always very flexible for us because of our our days are changing like all the Each time but different. in terms of morning and evening routine we will always go for a walk in the morning without fail and we'll always go for a walk in the evening without fail generally now because he's decided that he wants to go on three walks a day we go for a middle of the day walk <laughs> as well so that's it's nice and routine. walking is like we were saying about mindfulness earlier walking is our mindfulness so that's our time to be like whoo okay <laughs> what have i got coming up for the next few hours plan for that sort of like get yourself in the zone do that bit take Marley for another walk and then whew, evening okay another really good routine that we probably encourage others to do or try or experiment with is um each day we have a different meal that we'll have for dinner and again it's just kind of come about so Monday to Friday we have know what we'll eat each we've got a schedule really and not only does it make food shopping a lot easier but you'll probably buy less because you know exactly what you're getting um so you don't waste as much mm. yeah and it's just we yeah we can go around the shop we do it in about 10 minutes because we know exactly mondays we have this tuesdays we have this wednesday and it's all really varied it's not like a diet plan at all it's all normal humans food you know you always look forward you always look forward to the dinner because it's different but it's it's just but you know it's thursday so you're gonna have i don't know couscous tonight you know because it's chicken and couscous day on thursday and (laughs) it's always that we'll go through it for people who are maybe listening want to live a a little healthier and um you know so on mondays On Mondays, we'll have chicken and chips, nice and plain. Uh, reason being, we used to we used to have chicken and chips a lot just because it was easy with the Acti Fry, and we actually we secretly love it. So we wanted it to have a part in this new routine. <laughs> so Mondays, chicken and chips. After the weekend, you know, have a nice, casual, easy meal. Um, Tuesday is curry, so chicken and rice with whatever curry and veg. Um, Wednesday is fish and chips. So again, so the chips we're doing is um, in the Acti Fry. So it's a tiny bit of oil. You know, active fry. I don't like to fry. It's an air fryer. Yeah, you just use your potato. I love parsnips, but you just chop them, put the tiniest bit of oil in, and it just air fries them. That's it. So it's just potato. I'll show you. So you can eat. You can eat as much (laughs) as you like. It's healthy. It's just potato. You know, it's not unhealthy like you'd think with chips. And it makes them like chip chips. Like they're really good chips. (laughs) You should think about that. Honestly, any of our friends who will be listening, you need to. (laughs) Any of our friends who listen to this, they're going to be like, "Oh, guys, you go (laughs) stop stop talking about the active fry, guys. You're always (laughs) talking about the active fry." Honestly, it's really good. Yeah. So So anyway, so Wednesday's fish and chips, but we'll we'll won't order fish and chips. We'll make it, and we'll get like um. The white fish in breadcrumbs bits from the from Aldi, Aldi. and the Thursdays uh, couscous, Fridays you know mince meat so bolognese or lasagna, and the Saturday Sunday generally wild cards. Do what you like, enjoy it. Wild cards, oh, always oh, fun. We, we we were toying with the idea of structuring that a couple of days ago actually, weren't we? But nah, there's too there's too much wild cards choices. On and then Sundays, an emergency pizza and garlic bread in the freezer <laughs> for the evenings. You know, you just don't want to cook. And, then, and, and to be fair, though, we stick to that routine every every week. And it's easy. And it's so funny because we always make a joke of 
yes, it's Wednesday. I love fish and chips. It's amazing. But then Thursday, I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's Thursday. I love this. <laughs> and honestly, this every day, I don't know how we've accidentally it's good. It's... built this happiness. Like, I love this day because I get to eat this meal. Because like, that happens every day. I, d- I don't even know. So I don't even know what other people do. So how do you structure your dinners? Like, what would you have in the next week's worth of dinners? Uh, yeah, I couldn't name the next five meals, wow. the evening meals I'm going to have. But... How do you decide then? I, I tend to look what's in the cupboards and yeah. the fridges, yeah. and if there's not much in, then I've got Sainsbury's that's literally, like, yeah. two doors yeah. away, so... I yeah. guess, like, because we like that routine, so that's our... We need, you know, you're saying, like, everyone needs... Whether yeah. it's a diet that makes you stick to your routine, whether it's the amount of calories. I think maybe because we like our weekly structure, that's maybe our thing, and yeah, I, routine. I, I do really quite enjoy cooking, so... I like being a little creative and yeah. having a few different things, yeah. mixing it up and, you know, experimenting to see what I can make. What's your, uh, what's your top, top recipe? Um, I suppose my, my favourite thing that I cook is lasagna. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Lasagna's really good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I might try, try doing this a little bit, maybe structure it a little bit in the future. Um, I think it's really, she... really, uh, saves a lot of thinking. You can go around the shop and you know exactly, you know, what you're going to buy. And then you can spend, have like that time together where you decide, right, what would be the ultimate week? Because if you're going to have this every week, like, how can we look forward to every meal? And it's quite a fun activity for you guys to do. Yeah. And then she can design the menu. I'll show you the menu that I designed downstairs. (laughs) Another thing, you know, bring it up like a... Like a proper menu. Well, it's on the fridge. It's just a really rubber sheet. Another really good thing to do... um, with generally enjoying the process, but also um, something you should do. Well, we need to come back, get back into it. But we used to do a thing where you've seen uh, Come Dine With Me or Dinner Date, that yeah. kind of show. So once a month, we'll take it in turns to cook for the other person. Like a three-course meal. So the other person goes out for the day. You go to the, the shop, you, you, you buy, you make a starter, a dessert and a main, and then they come back so once a month so then you you do all that and then you present the food you pretend it's almost like a day you know oh, there you go yeah enjoy whatever meal you want to cook and then the next uh, next month it's that it does it so I like to, that. Yeah. to do it with the girlfriend and then you can take it in turns do they turn. rate you at the end oh, of the night oh no we should, <laughs> so, we should have so done we were going to have a choice of menus but then there's just way too much thinking yeah <laughs> we were like what do, you we want. Do, do we do three separate menus and choose the one you want or do that's way too much effort so we decided just don't tell the other person what's yeah. being cooked wait for them to come back and then go but you can look forward to that once a month and then you may be less inclined to you know oh, i'm just gonna get a pizza because i yeah. want them to actually know in a week's time we're gonna have a night where you can eat whatever you like and it's mm. probably going to be really really nice mm. um, and if you almost structure these scheduled days into your week your month whatever you're definitely going to crave things less because you know, Cause you know that it's coming you know that if you wanted a bag of doritos save it for that day and then on that day after you have your dinner right there you go there's my doritos yeah. you know that's the day where you can and I guess yeah, maybe controlled, controlled structure. If you wanna, if you know that you've got something coming up, then you may crave something less. If Not it, that it's bad to crave stuff, but it'll probably stop you from. If it going works for you. Out. Yeah, if you know it's coming up. I really like uh, your attitude to this because it's it's very playful and very fun, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's just a really yeah. good. I think a lot of people think, ah, oh, food. What a waste of half an hour of my or an hour of my evening to have to like think about it and prep yeah. it and yeah, yeah. all that sort of thing. If you make it from a chore into a game, yeah. And again, like we were saying, maybe the splitting the chips thing makes a bit more sense now because you know on a Mondays we have chicken and chips, so you have to split the chips up. So instead of it being on Mondays, I got to split the chips. 
this takes yeah. ages. It's I like, kind of oh. hate doing it instead. It, and, and I think it's ridiculous. We should either get another active fry <laughs> or she needs to just have chips. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But no, instead, just sit there and make a point of mindfully, you know, oh, I can feel how it feels. My fingers cool splitting point. And because you know every Monday you get, you're going to do that. So you may as well enjoy it. And it's, it's good fun. Yeah, it's very playful. It helps have it in routine because yeah. when we finish with clients in the evening and we've walked Marley, from that point it's probably routine, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We'll generally start getting food ready, shower, you know, <laughs> dun 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 dun, then in bed, you know. So it's you don't have to spend oh, half an hour thinking about food. It's just part of that evening. Very long-winded way of saying yes. We've got a really strong evening routine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another thing you mentioned before, you were speaking about education. Did you say that you were you were making a book for kids? Yeah, well, it's funny that you mentioned the playful just before this because we had a bit of a eureka moment and we realised that we are very playful and we do kind of have a a good vibe for younger people and we think that our vibe naturally suits inspiring others to live healthily that it's not boring, it's not chore and all that so we figured that we can tap in and help people younger and more people that way learn to grow up and live a really healthy lifestyle so yeah, we've started... We've, we've completed our second product, haven't we, for, for schools? Yeah. Well, we, so the book originally, the idea from the book, I guess, came from, we wrote the Pretty Simple Principles Handbook in January when we first started out on this journey. And it's tar- it was targeting anyone and everyone. It almost had messages for adults and elements of it that were suited for children. So we kind of pulled it apart. So now we have the Pretty Simple Principles of Weight Loss, which is our new handbook, which is the Pretty Simple Principles, but for an adult to take and see how they'd like to lose weight or, or live healthier. And then we've made the Healthy Headspace Handbook, uh, which is more for children and young adults, for them to um, learn the bare necessities of living a healthy lifestyle before they get caught up with so, dieting. And... Yeah, we've, we've avoided any talk of weight loss in, in this, because this is all about living healthy lifestyle and being body positive and... Building healthy habits yeah. rather than, oh, I've got to go on a diet for the next six weeks no, no no just start building little healthy things that you do um, yeah I think calling it healthy headspace is kind of the all-round it is about living a healthy lifestyle with your head being in the right place and if those two are combined then you're going to conquer the world you know <laughs> and so if we start getting into education reaching people when they're young and hopefully inspiring them to be healthy and look after themselves and, and everything then our mission will be complete yeah. you know? <laughs> we, we just want yeah. to reach out to as many people and we figured the best way to do that was to go to education and help guide the staff first. So if we can go in and, and sort of teach the staff how to you know, deliver our product and, and inspire the children with the same ethos as we've got, we can reach so many more people rather than going and taking a group of people each. If we can get into the schools yeah. and help the schools spread the word. So the idea behind um, the book that we've written is uh, it would be given to all the pupils, say, in um, Key Stage 3 or just Year 7, and then each lesson they'll go through like that chapter they'll read about the one thing that we're going to focus on in that chapter there's a coloring page for each chapter um and then a few questions relating to whether it's talking about embarking on a healthy lifestyle or calories or protein carbs it's the same fundamentals but um tailored for them and then each week they'll do tasks um, they'll get to keep the books and they'll just have a, a nice rounded not only about physical health and physical weight and all of that but also self-love you know having a positive body image practicing mindfulness, mindfulness. Kind of, yeah it's getting big in schools it's actually coming onto the curriculum in a few years time so i think finding ways to teach things with a fun playful 
vibe you know I'm quite lucky that with my music students I get to use them as a focus group and find out what they like in school and what they don't like in school and mindfulness is one thing and like healthy eating lessons are one thing that they really don't like and so if you're uninspired in school and you're taught that it's boring to eat healthily and it's boring you have to do meditation and breathe through your toes and all of this stuff then mm -hmm. it's not fun so I've been using them and been showing them what we've been creating and they've been helping us make it basically so we're using things that they want and they like to be interactive and doing things more upbeat which fits our vibe perfectly doesn't it mm. teachers running sessions like this they might not necessarily be as uh, fun and playful as you guys are they so, might not be able to relate in in that aspect as well with the kids the teacher will almost just be guiding, guiding. The, the young adults um through the book it's all it's basically just taking the home that fundamentals from that chapter and then so the book because it's a workbook you're going to have a chapter for each sort of lesson and you can have a little class discussion beforehand or you can read the whole chapter as a class and discuss as you go along or it can be designed to be one you know in form period Do you remember form period when you were doing nothing really yeah. for 20 minutes why not use that time to read silently then you know as a class or as silently the chapter then do the coloring in task or the, the writing tasks there so it's not really something that has to be delivered as a formal class. As a formal class, yeah. It's more like a workbook to be used in those lessons, like PSE. Which so is... PSE is another one. Um, did you ever do PSE? Yeah, I think um, I did. What does it stand for? Do you remember? Physical Social Education. And there's PSHE, which is Physical Social Health Education. But yeah. kind of learning about the... It's like those weird lessons, you know, where you, you're slightly uncomfortable in school. Sexual like sex education. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But so in the, um, the curriculum, the PSE curriculum, there's a lot of crossover from what they have to be seen to be teaching and what our product offers, which is kind of a mindful approach, you know, looking after yourself. Um, there's a lot of crossover, so it could be very well used in a PSE lesson. Because they've got to talk about healthy eating and we cover everything that they need to know in terms of healthy eating. They've got to be talking about uh, the media and how to deal with things you see in the media and, you know, the negativity linked to it. And we've covered that in it. Yeah. like hydration there's lots of schemes where they have to have a bottle of water on their desk in school at the moment and we've got a big huge thing about hydration and it's all the stuff that they've got to cover in school and we accidentally put them all into one <laughs> yeah so there's also um uh, it's the welsh network of healthy schools scheme so all this all these schools are trying are actively trying to work towards being a healthy school so promoting health through their school so they're already implementing all these kinds of things like um water on the desk having water fountains, all these kind of things that are helping the school be healthier. And they've almost got to hit criteria. And so, they get a status then at the end of it, the school, don't they? They get like... Yeah, they can get an award for being like an ambassador of promoting health. Do you know how that's measured? There's kind of national standards, but also the local, it's more distance travelled rather than hitting set points for each phase. So if a school is you know, really struggling, then if they're seen to actively being promoting three okay. key areas, then, and they do that for, I think, one or two years, they'll be able to get the first award and then move on to start to keep those three up and then start focusing on another three. Mm. For example, I don't know, anti-bullying, um, mindfulness, or any of the other criteria, the food that they serve. As far as we're aware, we are aware all the Welsh schools are pushing that now. Apparently Wales um, is meant to be really good on that as well. We did read, didn't we? Yeah, we read a review and one of the experts on the panel said um, it's, it's come from Europe, a lot of uh, countries in Europe. Do it. it was in 2009, but it said Wales were one of the best. Partially due like, because it's not too big. But yeah, we, uh, we're all about positivity, good vibes and stuff. So if we can 
inspire young people then the world's only going to be more healthy isn't it if you can get them if you can get everyone living healthily and yeah it just seems that the the world is turning towards lifestyle and diet seem to be phasing out i don't know if that's just us that's noticing that but the whole diet thing seems to be it was it was huge and i feel like it peaked last year and and you know like there just seems to be less about there was, diets and more about like just there was all kinds of you, you should be able to relate to this unless it's just me and you going nuts yeah. <laughs> there was like a phase where you know keto diet came about and everyone's like whoa or not came about but re-came about and everyone's like oh it's keto or nothing this is amazing and then all of a sudden paleo comes becomes popular and everyone's like whoa this is amazing atkins diet is probably one of the first few of this recent you know mm. yeah. ah, no carbs and everyone's just back and forth um you know oh shake diet or oh intermittent fasting that's amazing and you know all of these different ones and it seems to be lifestyle's turn and now people <laughs> well, no, now, now people are all confused yeah. people are still not losing weight and keeping it off so they're thinking wait why do we keep jumping more and more fitness professionals and now just going back to oh it's just about calories regardless of which diet you do they'll help you lose weight but it's just about calories mm. so i think yeah slowly the people are going to stop looking at quick fix diets and they're going to be you know thinking wow why don't we just take it easy eat well i think men mindfully and mentally there's been a significance of people that have struggled with their mental health due to dieting so i think that's probably why they're implementing the mindfulness and stuff into schools young social media probably doesn't help mm. it probably makes it worse that you've got so many people in you know incredible shape all year round seemingly and they could have just gotten in shape and then started saying oh i can help you out with, with dieting this is what you should do because this is what i did the one time and you know there's a lot of that around so yeah because also on, on like the, the new curriculum and stuff there's like a digital competency section to it so i guess what they're trying to do in schools in the future is going to be like just educating people on how life actually is yeah. <laughs> because we were doing you know the same thing in schools for years and you, you leave school and, and you've the bubble's been popped and then life's out there and you're like oh my gosh and it's nothing that you've covered yeah you and it's nothing you've so. covered so i think by teaching young kids like how to live healthily how to be positive about things how to learn how to use social media correctly and not dwell on things mm. i think it's all just really valuable life lessons for when you grow up i think the idea with a new curriculum is more i always thought this if you teach kids how to to learn then they'll be set you get taught maths some people aren't good at maths is it because they're not good at maths or is it because they don't know how to learn that maths or how to do the exact way to do that math so if you just taught everyone to learn and then you set out to learn whatever you like you've so got to learn to learn haven't you you got to learn yeah because life life doesn't yeah. life you know it, it starts after you leave education and then it's up to you to kind of yeah. figure out what you'd like to learn yeah, I think you hit on it there, really, with the, the whole learning thing. With if, you, if you're if you taught facts, you might retain some of those facts, but yeah. how often are those facts going to be useful yeah. going forward? Mm. But if, you, yeah, if you're taught how to learn and how to... I think one of the things is critical assessment or critical thinking. Like if you, I think that people maybe aren't taught in schools enough how to look at a piece of information that they're given and think about it and assess it and sort of cross-reference it yeah. with other bits of information to make your own decisions and yeah. judgments yeah so, i was gonna say yeah i think that's something that uh, so university helps with depends what, depends what you study i yeah. suppose but with with me it helped because you know you're going through uh, scientific papers you're looking at all of this and I, if a scientific paper says something well read it actually because it may be on 15 mice you know it may not be relevant so it's always about checking mm. especially now when you go online um and you see someone saying something do a little bit of googling find the general consensus ask someone who does know um before you make a decision i found that recently when i've been when i've been scrolling through twitter 
and you see somebody post something that kind of fits their agenda and it, it's a post referencing a an article what's it called, a scientific paper that's been written and this scientific paper you can click on it and read it and the headline might point to something but yeah. then once you read it you understand what the the person who wrote it is actually saying and they might say something completely different to what what the headline or what the person interprets from the headline mm-hmm. so it's it's very easy isn't it just to see a headline and take yeah, it at face value yeah. and just believe it and then and then that's your knowledge then that's yeah, what you then yeah. that's what you then think mm. but, yeah so i hope that in schools that they're doing this that they're asking people to probe a little bit deeper it's well, definitely I'm sure getting they there we've we've been scanning what's coming and it looks good <laughs> yeah we've had so the, the new curriculum in wales um, i'm not sure what's going on in england but the new curriculum in wales is um being written now i think the final one is ready in 2020 started 2020 and then they're rolling it out yeah. over the next two years after that. And it's just, um, they've just shaken it up. They've got... Um, it just suits life now, because the, the curriculum before was from the 90s, wasn't it? And then that hasn't been changed. It was like early 90s as well, so like, whoa. Is that right? Yeah. The curriculum's the, not been changed at all. 1993. The original one was written. There may have been updates. Right. The most likely yeah. updates, but it was, that was the original one. Um, and then this new one has... Um, so it's four main purposes. We've got the written on the board. I'll see if I can find one or two of them. There is a huge whiteboard on the wall here. So, <laughs> so the four purposes in the new curriculum are to, um, to make healthy, confident individuals, uh, enterprising, creative contributors, ethical, informed citizens, and... Ambitious, amb- capable learners. So they're the four purposes of the curriculum. That's their aim, to make people. So healthy, confident individuals is, is exactly where we sit, really. Mm. And then obviously you've got, which one? The ambitious, capable learners. So that's what we were talking about. So that's what about. you were talking about then with like... Learning to learn. Yeah. And continue that process as opposed to just stopping after school. Ethical informed citizens of the world. Uh, so I guess that's just, you know, how to be a good human being. <laughs> and then, yeah, creative contributors for all the YouTubers out there. <laughs> yeah. But it's exciting though, that side. It's exciting that in education they are going to be starting to teach people how to be an adult a little bit more rather than how to get a job because mm. I feel like that was the emphasis that's been the emphasis when we've grown up like okay so you leave school and you get a job like that was the, the hardest thing we found with being self-employed and running a business because it kind of we feel like everyone's going to be like oh well, when are you going to get a real job and that's because when you're in school you're guided to get a real job and we've always kind of been avoiding employment like the plague haven't we because you don't need to have a real a real job what is a real job nowadays like yeah if you're helping people and, and you're doing the right thing for you it's just the world's changing the world's it? changing and i think that fact that they're starting to help teach young children that you know you can you can do it yeah <laughs> whatever the world changes to in the next 30 years yeah. learn to adapt and keep going you'll be fine and if we could teach them to just do whatever they want to do but healthily and mindfully then Good. winning that's that's mission complete isn't it Great, good luck with it. How much, um, how much contact have you had with schools? Have you approached I, anyone about well, with your book yet? So we haven't approached anyone yet. We're literally just about to go into we're, that phase, aren't we? We're kind of a whirlwind of, of super busyness and everything's moving full steam ahead. But we are just about now rolling into um, well, networking. Everything right on that now. whiteboard, I know, I know people listening can't see that, but that whiteboard is jam-packed full of research. So we've been researching like crazy and everything is ready to contact, but... We're such perfectionists. We're not going to contact anyone until it's like 
until we have all Solid. of our thoughts gathered yeah. with it and we decide if we want to um, approach the Welsh Assembly government or if we want to approach schools or however how we want to do it we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there and we'll, and we'll keep you posted on that um, like we're yeah, you know, who we're knows we'll a million see mile, miles an hour don't we yeah. but this we've always been about education but not younger education because like with our book we've been trying to teach people how to take control of their own life and educate people to take control of their own life whereas now we've kind of put a bit more of a framework on it for the younger ones and just happen to meet the education criteria so that's kind of perfect for us that's the in. way to get in to reach more people mm. that is the that is the best way the to stars get are aligning for you fingers <laughs> crossed hopefully yeah, hopefully i mean it's a great you, what you want to teach, what you want to bring to people is a great message. It's going to improve a lot of young people's lives it's, and, and it's also going to improve society in general. Like if people aren't as ill all the time from being unhealthy, then that's, going to, that's a win for everyone. Yeah. So. There's lots of stuff online when you do your research about like um, health in work as well. So like when we go to education, we want to do obviously the stuff for the children, but help the staff as well because there's lots going on about, you know, that's where you're spending a lot of your time yeah. be, be happy in your workplace be happy be healthy and all of that so hitting the staff as well and hopefully inspiring the staff i'm sure in most workplaces they'll have some kind of um focus on health for the staff or mental health or um making the office environment nicer well it's Lots proven there's things. loads of stats on on the internet about you know people took sick days and you know we can we can better that if everyone's healthier so there's a big push isn't there yeah. of um the research I like at the moment is the four-day week research that's mm. happening. So there's a, there's a quite a few companies that have now given people Fridays off or given people Wednesdays off, and they're realising that you, they're actually achieving the same amount of productivity, but the people are happier mm-hmm. and therefore like healthier. So the company, the, the impact on the company is very minimal. Like there's no yeah. difference, but the impact for the person, their weekend's usually two days. They've got an extra yeah. half again of their, of their weekend. It's... We do that with Wednesdays. Like we took a, a call at the beginning of this year to not, to to not see clients on a Wednesday, don't we? We'll still be working. We work seven days a week, like on the business and stuff, but client days, we took the weekends and Wednesdays off, didn't we? Yeah. So this, the start of this year, we t- like I say, took weekends and Wednesdays. So so if you ever have the option to take a day off, it's Wednesday. Go Wednesday. Because Monday is the first day of the week. Tuesday is the last day until you have a day off. And then you go again, you have a day off and you go the first day of the week. And then the next day it's like, oh, it's the weekend. It's, it's, it's really, really good for your mind. You have two Fridays. Pretty much. And, and your week's two days long, if that yeah. makes sense. I mean, obviously, yeah. again, like, we're working yeah, in the even though, days. Yeah, we, we're still working. But in terms of like, Not we've to got to separate our business early. mind with our self-employed mind. And so like our self-employed life is like, four days a week and then our business day is like three days a week but mm. having the one business day in between the four yeah. self-employed days is really really refreshing i've got a um, know someone client who he works on kind of flexi time so he can he can work for up to 14 hours extra or work 14 hours less that's his kind of range um and then he has that flexibility of he can come in late if he wants 14 hours it's so that is huge so that's mm. to a point where he can take days off counted not as annual leave but counted as the flexi pay so if he if he fills it up he can take two days off and he can do that once a month so that's insane so he, he wakes up early he goes to he goes to work he leaves way early and you know now he's on four plus but if he wanted to wake up and have a day off i think he could pretty much just do it and just see yeah that sort of strategy that sort of policy in a company i imagine makes the world a different like, that must make him so much happier so much mm. just with that Choice. freedom that yeah he has. yeah exactly and um 
and again i mean when you get given that freedom what do you do well you you look after it so actually you're probably still working good hours you're just being a little bit more lenient to help yourself rather than you know being minus 14 hours and then just kind of dragging your feet no i think um flex time is definitely a good idea because mm. i can imagine people if you know if you go in and doing the same thing or a lot of the same thing each day you can it can drag a bit and then your productivity will plummet yeah if you're checking your phone every 10 minutes then you know whilst in work then chances are you're not you're not <laughs> you're not focused or as focused as you could be in your industry what's the next step what so, are you looking forward to seeing so we we really do think that the uh, the fitness industry the health fitness industry are slowly slowly turning away from diets and dieting at all um and they're going fully to live a healthy lifestyle understand the basics live a healthy lifestyle and be mindful we're seeing that coming up a lot more people talking about mindfulness um kind of you know don't beat yourself up on a diet because you hate yourself reverse that you you know you love yourself so you're going to eat well and you gonna... think um this people are noticing like we said earlier the issues that come tied with diets and i think it's just becoming a bit more obvious to everyone at the moment that it's a long game don't don't bother with an end date you know you, you're fine just live healthily i think it's just i think it's turning that way it's been everyone's been doing diets for ages now haven't they yeah, and, and I think still in the same shape as they were before, whereas you may as well just wander around still being in the same shape as you were before, but probably better and feeling happier about it. <laughs> if you diet, you don't learn anything. Yeah. You stick to the rules that someone's given you, which don't necessarily suit your lifestyle. And for however long you stick to them, you lose weight. And then as soon as you go off them, you're, you're lost. You can either stick to those old rules that you used to do or, well, there's nothing else that you know to do. So actually stop relying on dieting so much and just learn the basics yeah i think yeah the industry is just heading the same kind of direction as we want it to i think <laughs> it seems that seems good keep pushing it that way too. yeah, yeah. Not, i'm not saying that we're the ones pushing it at all but like that's the way we'd love to see it and i think it is going that way which is awesome i think we're some Help of the first well. few that have noticed it because we're mm. so in, like endorsed in in this kind of aspect of it but yeah mark our words <laughs> first. Um, first. the world's going to be dieting is going to be a thing you know thing of the past yeah cool. fingers crossed hopefully uh, another question, what do people do coming up to Christmas where there's sweets and chocolate all around the house? How can people avoid eating chocolate all day long every day for the next month like I have done in the past? <laughs> uh, I guess it's to find your goals. If you want to spend December eating the chocolate and deal with it in January, go that route. If you're going if... to feel a bit, you know, if you're going to feel terrible afterwards, then put some kind of, make a, make a rule yourself, but make it doable. So, you know, limit yourself to one box at any point or something like that. <laughs> Honestly, if you if, as long as you're making progress, you're winning. So it doesn't matter. Don't go if, teetotal yeah. this Christmas. There's going to be mince pies. It, um, yeah, it really depends on what your goals are. Um, like you said, put a cap on it. Like, just have as much until you feel like you're satisfied. Are you satisfied right now? Just noticing when you're feeling satisfied. That comes with, like, mindful eating. Have you heard of mindful eating? Like, where you really, really are in that whatever you are eating take a few seconds with each mouth yeah oh, like yeah. smell it like feel it all of that kind of stuff you'll probably end up being slower and you'll probably realize you're actually fuller mm. quicker because i don't know we well we, we still do it now to a degree but we're like oh my gosh this is amazing and you don't even come up for air because you're eating it so fast and then you could probably eat more and more and more whereas yeah. if you're really aware like you want that chocolate because you like the taste of it you like the smell of it you like all of this stuff so get that fix is what you're probably chasing yeah. get that fix out of it and then chill out put it down and whatever exactly. else or if you want to go for it in december and 
but do a bit more exercise around it, then you can do that way as well. Exactly, it's how you want to play it. So I've got a, a client who's, you know, he's, he's exercising now and Christmas is coming. So it's kind of, for him, his goal is kind of to be a little bit more active on the weekend. That's your goal. It's not, here's a diet plan and you need to eat this, this and this, this, even though Christmas is here, no cookies, one mince pie a weekend. It's no, 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 look, just be more active on the weekends. When you're more active on the weekends, um, firstly, you may feel like, you may feel less likely to want to have a whole box of chocolates. Um, but secondly, you're doing something positive. Once you've got that, cool, right, what's next? Why do you have chocolates in your cupboard if you don't like eating them? If every Monday you come in, say, you know, for example, um, okay, don't keep them in the house. It's in the bigger picture, you know, three months later, it's not going to matter whether you had loads of chocolates on that Christmas or not in terms of your weight gain mm. or weight loss. It's if you've got healthy habits and you're living a healthy lifestyle, then that's irrelevant. Journaling really helps. Have you dived into the journaling? Yeah, I've tried to do it myself. I find it difficult to stick to. I oh, just yeah. get tired at night and I'm like, oh, I really can't be bothered just writing down for no, five that's minutes. Fair. That's fair. It's, it's really big at the moment and it seems, seems to be catching on quite well. I think it depends on the person really, I guess, isn't it? Because we, really, like, we use journaling not so much for eating because we have our like, schedule thing that we stick to so we don't need to write it down. You know, a, a little life hack, slightly off topic, but a little life hack linked to journaling. If the night before you just write down a couple of things that you'd want to do the next day, or maybe even, you know, kind of think about what you wanted to eat the next day. Or plan it to the smallest degree. When you wake up the next day, you'll know what your intentions are. You know, you'll know what you want to do, mm. have to do. So you'll go out and do them. The moment you wake up and you haven't done that, you're like, oh, wait, what am I doing? And then <laughs> then anything can happen. It works for some people and not for others, I guess. And there's some people who go extreme, like the bullet journalists. Like, it's amazing and they design it and they've got time to sort of really get absorbed into, like, that lifestyle whereas we prefer if we've got a note to do we'll be like right okay just get some paper just write it down but the act of writing it down is the thing that's making you like okay cool that's that's now a goal it's written down whether it's on a post-it whether it's on the fridge whether it's on a fancy journal it doesn't matter the act of writing something down does help yeah. you sort of switch on and get your priorities in order for the next day this is again random have you heard of the four the 5am club it's 5am no oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically just um, I can't remember his name I'll remember it. Um, he says to wake up at 5am in the morning. Um, so say even if you're working at 9, if you work up at 8, you kind of wake up and you've, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and then I've got work. If you wake up at 5, you've got like that holy hour or two hours where you can wake up, do some exercise, um, plan your day, see exactly what you want out of that day, and then start the day. And it's just a lot more. Than... Don't do the 5am you, you don't, oh, yeah, <laughs> disclaimer, you don't have to wake up at 5am. Uh, is it sustainable? Who knows, but... It's tough. So Doesn't mean you have to go to bed really early then. Yeah. Well, we were naturally waking up at five anyway, just because of the way that work was. But yeah, watching some people six. talking about the five a.m. club like it's amazing, that just soothed the soul a little bit. <laughs> There's other people waking up at this time too. Yay! Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a good feeling to get it those done and then check the time, and it's only ten a.m. Yeah, that's a good point. I have often woken up at midday and thought, oh, well, that's most of the day gone." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it gets dark now. We slept until seven. I'd be lying. And we'd feel overslept. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd be like, oh, the day's over. Honestly, there'd be a small part of us saying, oh, the day's gone. We'll go about half seven. <laughs> yeah. It's light outside. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then that's a negative thought and you'd have to jump down and, and do some press <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. I think that's, uh, if there's one takeaway from, from this conversation, it's I think it's that one for me. Yeah. Oh, yay. Yeah. Do you know what my goal is? Is to have two people that have never met each other before be like, I do this thing called the Secret Press Up Club. And they'd be like, oh my God, me too. And then I know I've made it in life. Just to, yeah. to connect two people from the Secret Press Up Club. 
Is this something that you've invented? Or have you? Oh, it's not yeah. even a club. It's just. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. It's just what we. I don't know when it came about. Kind of. Because it's like our little thing. We, nobody really knows that. You know, go around telling people. Oh yeah. By the way, every time we're negative, we do ten press ups. This is something you don't really talk something about. We, we did. But like, if we were walking doing... down the street and say, I was like, oh god, it's horrible outside, isn't it? And then I just do five press ups, and you just kind of laugh. Laugh because <laughs> I'm doing five press ups. There's no, you know, don't need to have a discussion about it. You know, it's just it's a secret club. It's good. It? You're exercising. And you and you. Do you do it in public? So you do. You only got to do five. five. So you still got to do it, but it's less because you already get the. You already have to go down. And if you can't do press ups, find an alternative. Yeah. Like that. that or, and, or if you want to do it, that is. That and you if, if you're if you're um, if you're really negative or you you want to continue ranting a little bit, it's twenty press ups. <laughs> just keep ranting. <laughs> just keep ranting. <laughs> if you want to rant whilst you're doing your press ups, you got to do another ten. <laughs> no, it does. It does really make you think a little bit more sometimes you just got to get it off your chest and you just accept that you've got to do like you'll take the time press you'll just go for it and actually small little release of endorphins you probably feel quite good afterwards who are your influencers who has like inspired you to go down this path this journey (laughs) an interesting one tim ferris he's uh he's inspired us to think big i absolutely love him i've read his book back to back a few times which one let's just mention the four hour work week love the four hour work week it's been a tough. We kind of so we 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 uh, again. If you go on YouTube, you can find all sorts of inspirational people mm. or videos. Um, TED Talks. You've, heard, you've seen TED yeah. Talks. So it's pretty much a mixture of of a lot of people. Gary V. Um, we always mention Gary V. to people, and they say they don't know him, and we're like, "How do you not know Gary V? Do you know Gary V? Wow! How do you not know Gary V? <laughs> you don't know Gary V? See, no. this is Gary. Is, is his last name Vanacek? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gary v. Okay, yeah. Yeah, cool. So Gary Vee's uh, he's, he's classic. Check out any of his pages, watch any of his videos, you'll get the gist of what he's about in one video, and it'll, it'll probably cut deep through anything that you, you thought you knew into just, you know, well, I need to get up work and it make things happen. It took me a while to get used to him, because he's kind of very direct and angry man sounding, and it takes a <laughs> while to get used to that, but when you realise it's actually just passion, so he like, hits a button every time, and I feel like he was sent to us a piece of... someone um yeah. someone said that he does all kinds of shows he's really good gary v if you're listening to this <laughs> yeah. you're awesome. my number is <laughs> um but he's speaking to a girl on uh, the gary v show i think it is and um she said that she had the weekend off um and he said you've had more time off in your weekend than i did in my 20s you know just to put it in perspective of you're worried why it's not working well look you got to work hard and it's quite refreshing because we know we know like on our quest anyway, we know we're working really, really hard. Like, we can't possibly work that much more than we're doing. And it's quite refreshing to hear him say to someone, right, you need to just keep going. You will get there, you will just keep going. So he's like our little digital, like... Every now and then, <laughs> his video will pop up and it'll be like, you know, forget this, forget that, yeah. just do this. It's like, oh, okay. Like, we've used uh, certain people like that on social media as, as things to feed from. You know, like you were saying, you people using social media, it's like, oh, I wish I was like this person. Visually, emotionally, mm. we've used social media as, like, that motivation, because it's just us two is this going to happen or have we just lost the plot? And then sometimes you see, like, for example, Gary V pop up and you're like, no, no, this is cool. Yeah, I do I do sometimes badmouth social media quite a lot I, and then forget about its, its yeah. huge positives. It's being able yeah. to keep in touch and being able to spread positive messages like that. Yeah, I suppose it's how you use it. Because, again, you can learn so much from different people. And 20 years ago, you'd have to pay a couple of thousand pounds to go see them. Oh, no, well, no, they do... If you want to do a workshop or something, like, you see some seminars that have been taken and it looks like it's quite expensive to get in like but Tony actually, Robbins and that sort of yeah, thing yeah but it's free on YouTube like just mm. because it's free and there's thousands they are each one is so informative and could change your life in some degree so if you watch any of those with the attitude of 
what could I take from this that will improve my life? Then there's no one or two people, like we said, Gary Vee, mm. but actually Tony Robbins is one. It's, it's just a constant push to learn so much, so many things that we never had a clue how they worked until we started Googling it. Right. How can people get in touch with you? Cool. So we're on a lot of the social media platforms. It kind of depends which one you're on. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Google Plus, if anyone out there uses Google Plus, on Pinterest as well. So for all of those, our username is pretty simple. But the first T of the word pretty is a seven. A lot of people get confused with that. It's pretty simple, but the first T is a seven. So it's P-R-E-7-T-Y simple. And then, yeah, our website as well, is, which is exactly the same, but it's prettysimple.com. Prettysimple.com. And you'll find us. You'll find us, yeah. Oh, we're on YouTube as well. Pretty Simple TV. So check us out on YouTube too. Cool, and I'm going to share your website and your Twitter in my Amazing. link as well. So. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Cheers for having me in Wales. Thank it's you. Been really that fun. was our first podcast. Yeah, first ever yeah. podcast. It was awesome, yeah. Dino and Beth, everybody. Told you they were infectious, didn't I? What a lovely couple. I really like the secret press-up club. Let's get that hashtag going. Tag me in it, at FascinatePod. Tag them in it, at Pretty Simple. Remember the first T in pretty is a seven, just to confuse you. Or head on over to their website, prettysimple.com. Again, the first T in pretty is a seven. I've enjoyed my time in Wales, and thank you very much for listening. Catch you later.